then like in the you know in the post-internet age it was kind of like you don't you don't do that. That's considered a massive faux pas kind of right. thing. Right, and it seems to be coming back around, right? <laughs> well, it's it's a split, and it really comes down to uh, kind of their personal preference thing because you have – there are some people who, who really get pissed off about it and really get annoyed by it, and then there's others that are, like, very open to it and uh, – and, it, you know, it, it's really kind of a roll of the dice kind of thing. But it's like if you're in a position where, like, you feel like you've got nothing to lose. Right. Then. Fuck it. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, it. IMDb Pro exists for a reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Rance Hosley, welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? We're doing fine here in, in, <laughs> in uh, sunny sunny spring Los Angeles. Oh, it is springtime, which, like, it's, it's in that good mode where it's, like, everything's going to be in the 70s for about the next two weeks, and then yes. it's going to go. And, and then after that, it's hell. <laughs> the, the, then the world explodes into flame. Your, spin, your skin spontaneously combusts. I remember I, I, I was, like, because I, li- I lived for four years, but all the brush fires were never super close until mm-hmm. 2016 was the first one when we got that one that was, like, we're in the valley, and it was like twenty miles north of here. The mountains went up and sent that giant ash cloud that made the sun go red. If yeah. you looked up, um, and then so it's like we had that, and then over this past winter we had a brush fire. The the famous skull uh, the skull skirball the skirball yeah, fire yeah, down yeah. the fort that burned up all the four or five. Yeah, um, yeah, that made the the Spolvita Pass look like you know something out of a fucking Dante. Yes, the famous the video, which it's is insane. amazing video. Um, but I was like. That was the I actually that was the one that made me pack a like now I keep a go bag. It was like it was just of uh, not clothes, but it's just like all yep. the all the paperwork, all the passports and yep. shit are now in that bag if I, I have to run. I, I'm a horrible <laughs> uh, Los Angeles resident. I've lived here thirty plus years at this point, and I do not have a go bag. Uh, you know, I, I've lived through massive earthquakes. I've lived through fires, and I'm just kind of like, you know. It's, I, you know, if, if if push comes to shove, I'll I'll, I'll grab my laptop <laughs> and my dog, and you know, and and we'll and we'll run outside, and I'll just be like, well, that's kind of fucked. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, you can find the show on War Tetris WordTetris dot com. Find the show at Twitter dot com slash WordTetrisPod. Find me on Twitter at Twitter dot com slash Merrill Bar M E R R I L L B A R R. Where can people find you? Uh, Mystery Creative on Twitter, which is Mystery C R. Uh, e. <laughs> you should it's, be able to spell it's, your it's, own no, no, name, no, it's, Rance. It's, 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 <laughs> Rance is pulling out his phone because he doesn't know how to spell it. Pulling out my phone because name. yes, because it's it's a uh, mystery. C R eight, the number eight. T V E. Um, I'm not asking you for that information a second yes, time. <laughs> yes, because because that was uh, you know that was what was available at the time. So if you are listening to the show on iTunes or on WordTetris.com, the free version you'll get the first 20 minutes for free. After that, head over to Patreon.com/slash/WordTetris get the full hour for just a dollar, dollar an episode tier. Get the full Rance Hosley experience. Then, if you want a bonus episode, head over to again we're, uh, Patreon. Sign up for the three dollar episode tier. Get a bonus episode that'll be coming out tomorrow. Now. Now, Rance, I've had a lot of people on this show, but they've all been TV writers. No mm-hmm. one has recently written a feature. Yeah, so I, I are, noticed that there's a, there are a lot of TV writers yeah, on the so show. You so you haven't, you are the first one who has recently written a feature. 
Yes. And you're now going through the process of revising that feature. I, I'm, I'm going in the process of, uh, com- uh, well, it's completely destroyed now. Oh, really? And, and I'm, I'm in the reassembly phase. Um, how, de- how destroyed when you say completely destroyed are we talking about? Uh, okay, so uh, I finished the, the quote-unquote tight first draft with all the revisions and everything February 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sent it out to trusted readers uh, and got notes. And... Um, on the positive side, everyone really liked it. Uh, everyone, uh, thought it was tonally exactly what I was trying for because it's this very Charlie Kaufman-esque kind of, uh, sentimental, surreal, kind of crazy, um, commentary on, uh, on how people deal with loss and how people deal with mourning and, um, and also pointing out how completely fucking ridiculous Los Angeles is, uh, <laughs> for, for the business of entertainment without falling into the, the typical kind of Hollywood behind the scenes. Right. Exactly. I, I mean, I wanted it to be, um, that the, the absurdity of Hollywood became the environmental background, but it was much more about the, the people that are involved in it and how they, um, how they deal with loss and how they deal with sadness and all that. Um, so that was, uh, tonally, everyone was like, this is, this is great. I really like it. Um, and there were like four notes that came up consistently on, on that people wanted to know more about, uh, a certain character's background or, um, having there be uh, more of a sense of purpose with a supporting character. Um, and so I started, you know, I, I think of a feature because it's a set thing rather than a, you know, a, with, with a TV show, you, you try and write a killer pilot that establishes enough uh, that people are in for that 30 or that 60 minutes. And then, um, that there, you, you have enough of a tease, whether it's an explicit tease or whether it's uh, something that is seductive in the characters and the situation and the setup and the scenario where the audience can't wait to see what comes next. And, you know, so you don't, you don't have to answer everything. And ideally you don't answer everything because you, you just want the questions to be good enough that someone comes back for more. With a, with a feature, you, ha- you answer everything. You know, and it needs to be, um, it's much less um, laying bricks and it's more like um, weaving a Persian rug. So um, that's why features intimidate me, honestly, is I, I, it's, it's one is, and partially it is the size. It's just the idea of wielding 120 pages of the the, the size, honestly, doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm, I'm an incredibly fast writer when. I have all of the the road work done ahead right. of time. So like well, the, the yeah. way that I the way that I go into a process on on writing, whether it's a, a feature or a pilot or whatever, is that I, I break down everything um, on on tons of notes in, in terms of and, and the and so that I have basically a um, a track line document that has this event. These things need to happen within this event. 
Um, and it can be like, goes to the coffee shop. Why is he going to the coffee shop? He's going to the coffee shop because um, there's going to be this reversal that occurs that stems out of the fact that his coffee was too hot and it spilled on his lap. You know, and, and, you know, and while he's washing his crotch off with cold water in the, you know, the bathroom, then that happens. So, I mean, it's... Um, it's kind of like Cameron did with uh, scriptments that that it's really a pretty detailed outline yeah. of, of what's happening in every event. The, the, yeah, that part I under, that part I can get behind because that's what I've been doing for my that's why different last two mm-hmm. pilots and what we're doing for the new one is a very detailed outline that goes so far as to be so detailed that I can write the script out of order, mm-hmm. which I which I found which once I discovered like that was an option with <laughs> life change life changing, mm-hmm. um, but it's more like. If I change something in a TV pilot at like page fifteen, right, right, the 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 effects of that can only be felt for another forty five pages because there's only sixty pages in the script, right. In a movie, you could, and I know this because I've seen friends go through it. Is just you change something at the beginning, and you're t- you could end up going through a whole brand, like completely blowing up your entire feature, right? Which is exactly where I'm at now because the the um. <sighs> There's a montage opening, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the montage as it existed in the in the first finished draft was uh, was very solid. Everything um, uh, worked, but it felt um, too pat, like like a little too clean, a little too um, presentational, mm-hmm. and so. One of the things that, that I was talking with readers about was, okay, what about this? What about that? And, and so after a month of pondering it, um, coming back to it, again, I have an entire three pages at this point of sequential notes and, and how those things tie into, if this occurs on page 10, then I also need to track that forward to the event on page 20 and the event on page 43 in the event on page 97. Mm-hmm. Now, that's also as long as if in changing the other events prior to that, that doesn't also change those setups. So in the weaving a carpet thing, uh, prior, I would say it was like a, um, it was prior like a, a decent faux Persian carpet that you would buy at like restoration hardware or anything. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it wasn't it, the legit shit, <laughs> but it, it was, it was a little too, it was a little too clean. You know, it's got the, it's got the mass produced kind of tag on the back and, and, um, the, 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 it's a little too, you know, far, a little too uniform, a little too artificial. So, um, so this is going back and like, basically using that as like a pattern then trying to hand weave everything uh from scratch so it's it was 111 pages uh i'm on page 28 of the rewrite oh you're doing a page one rewrite oh yeah oh jesus yeah yeah so that see i've never had to do a page one rewrite maybe because i'm just arrogant though uh just the the fear of like Oh my god! Like, do I want to go do this all over? I haven't had a need to do it, but I've also never yeah. had my ship blown up. So, well, I, it, it's. I mean, to me, it comes down to this. It's. Um, I, I real okay. So I have I have a, a production company that wants to buy it when it's done. Um, we've sat through the, the the story meetings multiple times, and they and they 
totally dig it. And, and so the, um, the short-term goals, me, is, you know, like just hand, hand off the draft and sell it to them and, you know, and, and all that. But um, there was a comics editor that put it really well to me uh, about writing and, and about craftsmanship. Uh, and this is like two decades ago when he said that no one uh, remembers if something is late, if it's brilliant. Uh, he said no one remembers that Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns that there was a year and a half between the last two issues. Really? No, no one remember. <laughs> no one remembers uh, how how late Titanic was, uh, or, or or how troubled it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with Avatar and, and Terminator and, you know, Two, and basically right, right, right. one of his movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, we're, I mean, how many? How long has it been for? I mean, Avatar Two has got to be fucking better. Be fucking amazing. But, but that, I mean, that's the thing. It's like Cameron is never like you know. It, it's easy to it's easy to poke at, at him because you know um, he takes so much fucking time. Well, he, he takes so much time, and his stuff is so successful. So so you feel like you know part of you feels like well you know of course you know I, I've got to take a, a couple of shots at that. But but the the reality is that he takes the time, and the stuff is successful because he does take the time because mm-hmm. he really you know he makes sure that what's on the screen is 100% what he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's uh, that's an admirable thing. And and so, like, in in doing uh, doing the rewrite, um, there, there's portions of it that are, that are staying similar. But, I mean, the way that I... My rewriting process is that um, the last pilot I did uh, went through 27 drafts. Um, then again, again, and again, there is the other side. That, which that's the coin yeah. that I go through, which is like, you know, I, I'm I, like, I'm also kind of insane, and I'll make a new draft even if I change one typo, fix a typo, it becomes a new draft in my documents. Well, that's is, crazy. Uh, it is crazy. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy. It, it, what? I, but more to the point is, it's about the obsessiveness of it, and the the almost OCD nature of rewriting where it's you just you want it to be perfect you want this thing to be perfect that by design can't be perfect well there's okay so there's i mean to me there's there's three key parts of of rewriting one is do all of your plot elements your your setups and resolutions uh work and pay off with resonance and, you know if you know regardless of how they're they're executed uh, in terms of the characters, in terms of the dialogue, all that, you know, from a pure mathematical standpoint, do those work? Um, then the the second thing is, you know, doing you know a character pass, making sure that each character's voice and motivation is is pure and unique to that character. Mm-hmm. And then the final pass is the haiku pass, in, in which you are the haiku pass. Yeah, in, in, in which you are doing the most efficient uh, usage of language uh, to precisely indicate action, character, um, uh, some personality, ideally, so from, like, from your writing, so it's a with, 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 with as few words as possible. Yes. Because um, there's and, nothing I hate more than opening a script yeah. and seeing, a pa- seeing like a four-line-long paragraph of prose, mm-hmm. then a line of dialogue, 
And then four lines of prose, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is most TV pilots because of the nature of the way the cycle works. Right, right. And the thing is, that if you and so for some extent, there's the there's finding that balance between getting enough personality on uh, on the page of like, for instance, a, a, an establishing shot where where you're where you're setting up the location, where you're setting up. Um, you know, you're setting up a sketchy bar and, and there's something that's unique about that bar. And so you go into, you know, you start talking about like the Warren wainscoting on the on the walls, which is just getting a little ridiculous. And, there, and, you, and you start going like, okay, what are the more efficient ways to get that tone across? And if you, to me, if you've really imagined it in your mind, if you can see that location, if you can see those characters in your mind... Yeah, with the understanding that 90% chance these things are not going to come across this way on the screen. Um, but if you can visualize them while you're writing them, um, then it allows you to be much more efficient. Yeah. Um, to me, the <laughs> a friend of mine said that it's uh, it's like being a bad liar. You know, well, if, if, the more the more you ramble on in your character descriptions, or the more you ramble on in your location descriptions, mm-hmm. because you're trying to convince the person you do know what you're talking about, um, rather than having the confidence. Yeah. And 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 someone who do, who says a bad lie is like, oh yeah, I, I, no, no no, I didn't do that because I was over at the market, and and you know there was a tile that was crooked on the right. and and, right. and they just keep making shit up, and you're just like, dude, you, you just say you didn't do it. It's it's that simple. So. I never thought that's a really good way to put it. I mean, I've, I've, I've always lived by the rule of, and to the point where it's, um, I, I think of it like this. You write your draft, and then you decide what the parameters, what are the stylistic parameters you give your, you will give yourself for the script going forward. So mm-hmm. it's like, for me, it's, it gets as technical as, okay, no action slug can be above two lines. Now, then it puts me in a box of, okay, how what's the best way to turn this three line mm-hmm. thing into a two line thing which does in essence what you're saying which is creating an economy of language mm-hmm. and what I find interesting is the struggle of scripts aren't meant to be read they're not they're meant to be they're not to be read to be read they're not books they're meant to be read by the people who are supposed to read them the, well but but here's the thing yeah you you're, you're, you they are meant to be read mm-hmm. they're meant to be read by a very specific audience that yeah. you are seducing. And because if you seduce them with the way you use language, they will give you money. Mm-hmm. So so while they're not meant to be read by the general audience, no, they're, they're not. But it's, you know, it's, it is. Um, it's vital for the script it's, to it's, be a good read. Well, it, yeah, and, it, and, and it's foolish to not have it be an enjoyable read. Let's let stick with TV pilots for a second because it's we're in the season right now anyway. Um, you know, and I was referencing the fact that you'll see scripts that have like they're not good reads, but they become great shows. And vice right? versa. And vice versa. I mean like two two seasons ago, like one of the best pilot scripts from from the the uh, from that pilot season. Like I I read the script and I was like, oh my god, this is one of the greatest pilots I've ever written. It's it captures the because it was an adaptation of a comic and it and it captured the uh, the personality of the characters, all, all of that. It had some panache to it. It had you know uh, moxie, 
it, it had a little bit of sass to it, so it was it was enjoyable to read. But um, the pilot came out, and I couldn't even make it halfway through watching the pilot because it was so <laughs> it was just so badly executed. The flip side on my for my favorite example is I loved unabashedly the limitless pilot i thought that was a great pilot that really just hammered the movie mm-hmm. sort of like created for me i was like this is an efficient to hear the rest of this episode head on over to patreon.com slash word tetris